Um, so there's 86 people uh, that I'm, I'm thinking about that I've already met that I know that I have a, established a rapport, a working relationship with them that I'm trying to lead into the rest of this, you know, these probably about four more weeks we have left here. Um, and it's, it's been incredibly difficult for sure. Welcome to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. COVID-19 pandemic is altering the usual routines of people around the globe and around the block. As practices of social distancing and self-quarantine are implemented, artists are finding new ways to adapt to the changing landscape. In this series, Art at Home, we have conversation with artists and creative-minded individuals to understand the way these unusual times are impacting lives. Is YouTube really a substitute for a studio art class? We talked to David Jansen about his moving from teaching in a studio to providing instruction online at Washington State University. He gives perspective on the benefits of in-person art instruction at a collegiate level and what is being lost during the COVID-19 crisis. This interview was recorded April 3rd, 2020. David, thank you for joining me on this call and uh, your willingness to wake up a little bit earlier today, perhaps. Uh, you're out in Washington. Yeah, I'm just actually in uh, northern Idaho here in Moscow, Idaho, uh, about uh, 12 miles from Washington State University, where I currently work there as 2D Foundations Coordinator and Instructor of Art. So you're um, in a unique situation where you're teaching art remotely and um, you had indicated that you have some studio classes this semester. Tell me a little bit about uh, how things are working where you're at across the country and what kinds of ways that uh, things have, have changed. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, being so far west, um, you know, I'm originally from Michigan, but being this far out here, um, there was some hum around sort of this uh, coronavirus and things several weeks ago as sort of Seattle uh, started getting a lot of cases and a large part of uh, our students' body at Washington State University, they're from all over Washington, obviously all over the United States and the, and the world as well. But there was some rumors and stuff going around, just sort of hearing some hums from students about, you know, maybe not going back for spring break because they were worried about getting, you know, this sort of sickness and things. And then all of a sudden it was like, uh, became globally more and more and more. And then um, things had shifted uh, j just about the week before we went on spring break. So this today is the last, uh, this is the last day of the third week that I've been uh, at home teaching classes now. Um, so the biggest thing that really shifted for me is that I have three studio courses that I teach. I teach a course in drawing, uh, advanced drawing. I teach a intro level course in two-dimensional design. And then I teach an intro level course in like digital media for like print and web. And then I also have a lecture sort of base course for like a professional practices class for my soon to be graduating uh, BA and BFA uh, students in our department. So it's been quite a, quite a different, you know, the, the workload and things and trying to figure out how to find tutorials and make some demonstrations and things, uh, videotape myself using Zoom and these other uh, video platforms, trying to communicate with my students uh, in this way, it has been uh, quite a challenge because, you know, we only really had about six days when I, when I sit and think about it from the Friday that we left uh, for spring break, we had that weekend and then we had that, that 
five days of spring break. And then we, you know, we were starting up, you know, two Mondays ago now. Something that's really helped out, I guess, for me, there's actually a, a Facebook group uh, that was started during this sort of uh, buzz around a lot of these courses and things across the nation and across the world getting put online. And uh, for any educators out there in art and design, the uh, social distance uh, for studio art and design Facebook group has about, I looked last night, had about 15,000 members uh, that sort of popped up. And that's been incredibly helpful because it's kind of like this hive, this hive mind of um, art educated uh, individuals, people who are teaching at all different levels, middle schools, high schools, elementary, college, uh, you know, graduate level courses as well. And um, that's been uh, something that's really been sort of a savior in the dark uh, a little bit too, because I don't think any of us really ever thought we would be doing this, you know, in this way based off of our contracts and our own, our own sort of ideas of how to deliver hands-on material through this online source. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. Tell me uh, and our listeners a little bit more about what a studio class typically consists of and some of the advantages of that. Uh, clearly, YouTube has taken over the world uh, in recent oh, recent yeah. days and tutorials and things like that. What advantages do you see of having that in-person contact with your students and sort of some of the gaps that uh, are left uh, having to depend on either making your own, own materials or pointing people in a different direction? Well, I think, you know, from, I guess, for me being on the like teaching side of things or the leadership moment and the mentorship of the students day to day, like my typical day in class, depending on what we're doing or what we're going over, um, you know, I'll, I'll deliver a quick sort of 30 minute lecture about a topic or a certain principle or something that we're going to learn. And then um, I introduce some different materials. Uh, I kind of walk around with, get my students in smaller groups um, and, go over some materials that we have in the class that are sort of purchased by their student fees and all of this stuff. And then they sort of start the ground process uh, of the like coming up with ideas, quick thumbnail sketches type of things. They're always usually on that intro day. They're always asking me all these sort of nuanced questions about what they can kind of get away with. And is it okay if I do this? And because a little bit of some of those intro level courses is they want to, try to find the parameters in which they can work with um, or work inside of. But I'm always trying to push everybody to kind of, you know, think about these things uh, and really challenge themselves. So that will be on like an intro day. And then some of the other days during the week, you know, I might come in and let everybody work uh, at first and then they might collaborate in groups together and then get some more ideas or they might show each other different things they've learned the last couple of days with materials. The other, another really huge benefit, um, at least for myself, is like having that face-to-face contact with the students. It's like you, you really start to build this rapport and this trust and this, um, this dynamic between, you know, your mentorship and their sort of uh, kind of apprenticeship in, in that way, um, where they're, they're trying to learn these things from you. And it's, it's, it's much, I, I'm really struggling the last few weeks. It's been difficult um, because I've, the other thing I, I have to keep in mind is that I've actually had, you know, up to this point, I've had about 10 weeks of in-person contact with them roughly three days a week um, for, you know, about an hour or some of my studio courses are three hours long. 
I've had that relationship that's built and now it's shifted to online. So this isn't even really a pure example for myself of what strictly being online and trying to build that rapport through the screen uh, somehow. So it's, it's a, kind of a hybrid situation right now. But I, I would say another big benefit for the students as far as having that in-person contact in the space that they're allowed to use uh, with these studio environments is like, I've had so many emails um, since we've gone out on spring break about things like students were there. They were really getting involved with like certain materials like paint and charcoal and these things that maybe they didn't, they weren't able to purchase, but that we had available in the class they could use. Now they're at home or in their apartments or in their cars or wherever they are right now. And they don't have access to those materials. Um, if they, let's say, if they for some reason do have those things, um, they also have their spaces they have to worry about now. What's nice about having these, um, at least my, my classroom structures is like, I encourage them to make a mess, to get dirty, to, to sort of experiment with things. And then we clean up afterwards. And when they're at their home, you know, if they spill paint on their carpet, you know, they might have a security deposit. They're not getting back anymore. You know, just subtle little things like that has made a big, uh, impact and I basically tried to with these with these projects I have left for the semester. I've tried to consider that you know for for my digital media, you know, of course I have students that don't have accesses to laptops or computers in the way that they use computers is at is at the university and that that was my case when I was a student. Um, I didn't have the money to afford some of these computers and scanners and the digital side of things, but I was very much interested in studying that kind of stuff. So I would stay later in the in the computer labs and work on my papers and all the stuff. So it's been incredibly difficult. Um, and there's every single class I have, there's all these different nuanced situations and um, students have had to all of a sudden abruptly move out of their really comfortable dorm room setting to go back home to maybe some not so easy uh, situations that they might have been dealing with before they were on campus. So it's just very, it's just very dicey at this point. Um, and I think those big benefits of that, that environment is the freedom that they have to really try things. And there's that, that structure that I, I kind of hold them to and we built that community together. And it's, now it's kind of, we're, you know, we're, we're just trying to continue that somehow online. And it has been difficult for sure. Yeah, I mean, from from what you're describing, it's almost as though the art itself is is changing because of the limitations of the environments or the materials, where um, you know, the the product that or maybe product is wrong word, but but the creation that the students are making doesn't necessarily match what their their vision is or um, what you anticipate they're they're capable of. Um, do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, creative people, you know, forever have been adapting to their environment and creating with whatever they have around. Um, but when you sign up for it, you know, and that's, I just keep going back to this sort of transactional situation of like when students sign up for these courses, um, you know, they are looking forward to learning sort of face-to-face and getting their hands on materials and watching uh, you know, someone go over these things and really being present in those moments. Uh, and it's, it's incredibly difficult when, you know, they, you no longer maybe have that space or you're only limited to the materials that were asked of you to purchase for the course, which I try my best to keep, 
the cost of these classes and things down in the supplies um, as much as I can. So I've had to alter some of my projects just to kind of imagine we're, we're going back to the basics a little bit with all of these things where, you know, if I can imagine that my students maybe only have their sketchbooks, their pencils and pens, um, and maybe a ruler, an exacto knife, and, you know, some of those real basic things uh, just because of what I require earlier in the semester. But um, that's, it's just incredibly difficult for them uh, because I think some of the, the beautiful moments that we have in class is like when people sort of discover, you know, how to use paint correctly for the first time or these things that, yes, they could definitely get, you know, online through YouTube or whatever, but it's, it's just, it's, the, the situation is so much different um, because you're not checking in with that person. And, you know, I, I, I had a, a friend of mine was kind of joking before, you know, we went out for spring break and he said, well, Jancy, you're just going to like turn into like a YouTube sensation. You'll be totally fine. And I said, that's not really what I'm trying to do. And I also have four classes. Um, I'm, if, if I were to do that, my, you know, a lot of these folks have video editors and they have teams of people around them. I'm just here in my apartment in Northern Idaho by myself. Um, so, it's, and I have, I'm limited here with my, my materials and things. And if my, you know, if my laptop or something kicks out on me, I don't have a backup one uh, right now. So it's like I would have to figure some things out, obviously. But I've been, fortunate enough to be bouncing between my, um, you know, using my phone for things, using my laptop. I have a, a scanner and a printer here, and that's basically about it. So, so I've been trying to figure out and adapt as best as I can to sort of salvage the rest of the semester because I, I very much feel like all of us, uh, as far as the education sort of front line of, of the situation, like this is, we're in an emergency situation with their a lot of folks are trying to replicate exactly what they do in, in class online right now with a massive learning curve. And basically we, we've had almost no time to figure this out. So there has been some really incredible things though, like that, uh, community in the Facebook group, people helping each other out and giving each other links and project breakdowns and different innovative things we can try. And I've been trying my best to take advantage of that stuff for sure and sharing what I, what I have to offer out there too as well. Sort of along those same lines, are you finding some ways that you're able to stay creative with your own uh, projects or, or do you feel like you've just been overwhelmed by the necessity of figuring out creative ways to, to keep your classes going? Well, it's an interesting question for sure. You know, Thor, it's like a lot of the work that I would make, you know, I obviously have a website and exhibit things online and stuff as well. Um, but, you know, a lot of the shows and the exhibits that I would want to participate in are now delayed uh, much later or indefinitely. Um, some of these things that I've applied to or paid fees to enter work in, you know, that money's not coming back to me by any means. I have no idea when they're going to go forward with these shows. So there's just so much uh, uncertainty with, uh, you know, that that kind of environment, too. But I have been doing uh sort of nightly um either i'll do some drawing around my apartment or um sort of making some collages and things with what i have here to keep that process going you know so that eventually at some point i'm really really hoping you know when we do get back to some campus kind of environments where i have more resources you know that i could actually all of a sudden quickly put together you know a bunch of works for a show or something um but it is it has been difficult but the 
the biggest thing, you know, it's such a privilege to be in that situation of like, you know, making artwork and things. And my biggest concerns right now are for all my students and trying to get through this semester. And I sent out an email to them during spring break just to try to ease the nerves because I had so many, um, I wouldn't say panicked by any means, but very concerned emails from some of my students about, you know, Dave, what are we going to do? I was really looking forward to the rest of the semester with these projects and this and that. And I had to send an email out and sort of told them, you know, my big focus right now is I've, I've tried my best to, to balance my personal work with obviously my duties and responsibilities as a teacher. Um, and I'm kind of putting myself on the back burner right now. Um, and I'm trying to put them sort of forward in my mind and be really present because I have, I, I did a, you know, quick count just because I needed to send some other verifications forward. But I have about, I'm kind of in charge right now of about 86 students as far as their grading and their evaluation and things go this semester. Um, so there's 86 people uh, that I'm, I'm thinking about that I've already met that I know that I have a, established a rapport, a working relationship with them that I'm trying to lead into the rest of this, you know, these probably about four more weeks we have left here. Um, and it's, it's been incredibly difficult for sure. Well, that is a an incredibly noble um, perspective and uh, certainly appreciate you sharing that and some of the challenges that you're faced with. Um, I wish you all the best as you continue on with, with those efforts. If there's one thing that you are looking forward to most once uh, we receive sort of all clear and people are able to gather a little bit more, describe that for me. Yeah, I think there's some just, um, there's some just general things, I guess, as far as like, you know, hopefully when the doors are allowed to be sort of more open and we can all be sort of more social again and things is like, you know, I, I always appreciated like those small interactions I had with, uh, not just my colleagues and stuff, but, you know, people that I would just, you know, run into at a grocery store or have these small, you know, little conversations or things with, with people or hold doors open for other people. And like some of these subtle things that I don't know, I feel as though maybe I've taken that stuff for granted, so much and I've had so much time to have these uh, reflective moments about, you know, why am I not doing more for other people um, for as much as I try to do? Is, is there still more things I can do? And I'm also looking forward to seeing how, you know, at least right now we're, we're talking, we're, we've been in sort of quarantine mode for about three weeks, or at least I have, and potentially now, you know, into the end of April, beginning of May. If, if that continues, you know, it's just more time that I think is going to be given to um, see things, how they change after this with all these different kinds of structures. Um, because I think, I think a lot of folks are figuring out right now, like, you know, working online is not for me or working online is actually, I never thought I would be able to do this. And this is actually working out really well. Or, you know, considering maybe some career changes. I've, I've had some conversations with folks that, that, you know, up to this point, you know, they've been, sort of uh, now they're unemployed and things and I think, you know what, that dream of mine that I always had of, uh, you know, entering, you know, whatever field, they're going to maybe do that uh, after this is over. I think we're going to see a really interesting potential either downturn or uptick with, uh, you know, student enrollment and things across the, the country as far as higher ed is concerned. Um, but I do think a lot of, a lot of environments are going to be struggling to figure out, you know, how do we balance what just took 
place. Um, and I can see a lot of colleges and universities doing some more hybrid courses or hiring faculty that, you know, 50% of your duties is online teaching and the other 50 year in person uh, to try to figure out how to save some money or uh, offer more courses and things. Um, and I think during this time too, I'm looking forward to seeing how this unified situation that the sort of globally this has put us all in, how this is going to affect our relationships with each other uh, in the way that we do business and the way that we have families and the way that we socially, you know, interact in our cultural shifts and things too. It should be, should be really, really great. And I'm looking forward to that. Well, yeah, it, it will certainly be interesting. Um, there are, uh, a lot of uncertainties right now, not even, not just in the short term, but in the long term. And, uh, it's, it's great to be able to learn, uh, the ways that you're adapting and changing and, uh, trying, um, making the, the concerted effort to, to overcome the obstacles that, uh, are in your way for, uh, students, um, in your, in your classes. So, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go here. Um, but, uh, any, any, uh, any, anything else, uh, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, I've just been reflecting about a lot of things, you know, the last few days and I'm kind of up and down with my, my feelings and my mood day to day, just with different things. And there's moments where I sort of upset and sort of angry. And then there's other moments where I'm trying to look on the bright side, but I think for everybody, um, you know, it's something I, I'm doing more of lately is I'm really trying to take care of myself during this time too, because if I can't, if I can't take some time for myself and kind of wind down at the end of the day or unplug from, you know, my, you know, eight hour day, eight or nine, 10 hour days that I'm staring at screens right now. Um, everybody, we really got to take care of ourselves too, because if we can't do that, we can't really take care of each other. Um, you know, in that way either. So I just try to, it's hard to do. And I, it's definitely not a selfish thing to do, but it's it's so important during this time because, you know, everything is so uncertain and I have no idea uh, how long we'll be doing this for. Um, and it, that's what's also kind of nerve-wracking too, but find the positive moments in all of this and, you know, read those books that you have at home and, you know, reach out to some other people via phone and, and things and talk and have those conversations that for some reason you maybe not wanted to have or you know, air the stuff out because I do think when this is over, things are going to be much, much better uh, than where they were. Thank you for listening to the Saginaw Art Museum podcast. You can stay connected with the museum through our website and social media channels. We invite you to become a subscriber of this podcast or become a monthly contributor to the show to help us carry out our mission of providing art for all.